Welcome back to the Barebell Project, episode 54. Got together with John and Grayson. Um, man, you guys are going to get spoiled having all three of us together. That never happens. But hey, enjoy it while it lasts. So this is what's up. Uh, you have a fee. The fee is to share the show. There's a lot of good information in this episode. We talk about NFA, a little bit of longbow discussion, a little bit of um, growing longbow and barebow discussion, uh, a lot of 50 meter and arrow selection discussion, as well as some uphill downhill discussion from field. Um, this is not a super organized episode, but it's a, um, there's some nuggets in this one you definitely want to hear. But anyways, share the show you know you have a fee. Your fee is that this information is free. Um, I don't bore you with sponsors in the beginning and running through, oh, thank you to this person, that person, whatever. Um, your fee is to share the show. So do that, especially if you found a way that it helped you or whatever. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. It, share the show on your Instagram, on your social media, wherever. Also, shout out to those shooting the Arizona Cup. Good luck at that first ever Barebell USAT event. Uh, wish we could be there and enjoy. I think then um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport. The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer III. You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes. I, I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you guys? Either. You guys eat yet? I didn't eat Oh, that. you know, uh, I have some crunch berries. Oh, Grayson <laughs> It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should, that I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows. He's dropping all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring walking. And then that's what got that started. So you don't know what name you're going to get. I was going to do something derogatory, but I figured you were recording right away. I will. I just started recording. That's funny though. It's all good though. Too funny. What's up, dude? How are you? Not much. All right. Long, longbow wannabe. Well, you're not a you're not a group expert. That's all I gotta say. Definitely not. <laughs> In all things archery. In all things archery, yeah. Oh, man. All right, you know, I, I don't care what anybody says. You uh, you shot freaking... I know that was not your best longbow performance, but you shot pretty damn well. Are you happy with it? You happy with it? Happy? Nah. Okay. I was okay. I was okay with the first day. I thought the first day could have been a good little bit better because um, my first two ends were really trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's the same thing happened with the second day. Just couldn't get the, I was doing something wrong, but couldn't figure it out in time. Um, finished decent in the end, but yeah, a lot of mistakes in the be, uh, beginning and middle. But you also didn't have like mm -hmm. an optimal tune either. Oh, it was trash. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Like, you literally won a national championship with a trash tune and a uh th last minute thrown together set up in longbow so yeah i should have i should have just brought my wooden arrows um those uh shot better than those aluminums 
that's 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 but, what that was tuned for last. That's what you shot. Yeah, that's what that I shot USA with. You shot the the push live feed on. You uh, shot. that was that was with the yeah. Uh, no, I shot the push live feed with a uh, a different arrow setup than what I brought to. Um, Oops. Louisville. Yeah, that was like the Beamons or something, or I don't even remember. Like no, those those were same arrow, but I had a different point configuration. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened that day. That day was just weird. It, everything worked, and I was doing everything right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think the barebow form kind of kicked in a little bit towards uh towards the end with the longbow, and that's where my scores kind of plummeted a little bit. I should have just shot the woods. Um, I shot them way more consistent. You know, people are gonna freak out when they hear you say the barebow form because that I, I don't. I don't know if there's people realize how much change there is or what you have to change going from one to the other. Yeah, it's for me, it's just a little bit. I mean, it's it's scary how I don't know, sporadic a longbow can get um, in a very short amount of time. Huh. But every, everybody that shoots longbow knows that. Um, I just think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the coaching they, they get. They think they have to shoot it a certain way and it's just, I mean, it's, it, it works pretty good for bare bow or Olympic or something, but as soon as you yeah. put it with a longbow, it's just bad, yeah, really bad. Much. If you if you had to pick, like, let's say you pick two very specific things that you had to ch- you have to change going from bare bow to longbow what, that make it successful, what would it be? Uh, for me, it's uh, a little bit softer fingers, a little bit less um, – maybe – maybe i'm describing that wrong maybe not soft fingers but uh a softer a softer follow through um okay. and i gotta grab the and i gotta grab the bow a little bit because it probably wants to kick like left or right or something like that yeah it, it wants to it wants to move i mean it doesn't have a lot of weight even though i got a medusa it's still way less than my um you know my hoyt setup and it's just balanced a lot different because it's you know, pretty uniform the whole way through the handle. Um, so it wants to do its own thing all on its own. And I got to influence it a little bit more with the longbow. So I just lightly grab it a little bit more than, than I do my bear bow. Yeah, Which sense. it's kind of weird though. Cause like, like, uh, like you've told people before, you have more, more tension you put in your bow hand, there more oh, tension yeah. is going to be back here. Yeah. And it does the same thing with the longbow that if I grab it just a little bit, I got to be way more um, conscious on what this is doing back here than I'd yeah. like, like it to be, but it is what it is. Do, do you feel like um, your grip, cause I shot your longbow. I mean, I've shot your longbow before, um, but you know, I played around with it. I only shot like a half dozen arrows. And I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to mess with this, but do you feel like, the grip on that on your because yours is very customized you have like painter's tape or something and then bondo and like you have do you feel like that is way different than your bare bow your jd3 grip yeah a little bit not a whole whole lot but um if i got serious with the longbow with that longbow i would probably be doing way a little bit more grinding on that and get it where i can naturally grab it a little bit different um when I shot the aluminums, I have to actually, I actually have to hold it a little bit different than I did with my woods because my woods were a different spine. And okay, you know, if I did that with my uh, aluminums, they just were getting contact somewhere. So I had to, you know, turn it a little bit on my aluminums or my wood. I could have it more of a natural 
uh, bear bow push. Uh, mm. So I was getting some kind of clearance issue with the uh, with the aluminums. Interesting. And that's and that's all and that's all with trying to get point on and using a bare bow anchor too low, and shooting okay. a thirty six total inch arrow um, from knock to point, and shooting about one hundred and thirty feet a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were coming out fast. They looked a lot like Winker's arrows going down there to the target. <laughs> they, I, yeah, we could have we could have had a speed race, and uh, I yeah I would I I would know whose would win. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at least he has an excuse, but it's, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. They definitely were slow though, man. Cause those things <laughs> you hear it shoot like, in, and even like if I'm shoot, I shot next to you during practice and you hear, boom, and then you're like a second later. <laughs> I, they're so slow. I think Rick Stonebreaker could beat him in a race. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, you didn't. <laughs> funny. Oh gosh. It's funny. Rick, we love you. Um, funny stuff so how about this man the first usat is going to kick off this weekend first right with with only 10 percent fairbow but uh fairbow involved in it that's kind of cool though <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty good and and to give that numbers a kind of a a unique perspective um in the first event ever dominated um out west by uh olympic style for sure um because there's not like a real big barebow contingent in Arizona. No. Um, yeah, it, it it's only ten percent of the, the sign up, but compound only has twenty. So, you know, for the first one ever, it's actually pretty decent. Yeah, um, and there's a waiting list of like over 150 shooters. Yeah, and and it's pretty decent for the for the first one. And I would say that was still, you know, two years down the road, I'd say ten percent is still pretty decent at a at a style that's not usually um, conducive to barebow archers, like uh, like Target Nationals. We don't have a whole lot when you consider the whole grand scheme of things, but, you know, you kick that into the 3D side, it's a little bit better. Right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a great way to look at it, for sure. It's still exciting. It's exciting. And, and Christy, who is the, the director of Arizona Cup, um, shout out to her. She's um she is That's Chrissy with a k right Chris, Chrissy dw i think yeah Chrissy, Chris. christy with a k yeah yeah um not she Chrissy. seems pretty cool she does and she appreciates barebo um you know there was a little bit of scuttlebutt online I'm, I'm sure many of you that follow me uh witnessed some of it um and it was you know it was a it was a good discussion but you know people have their opinions and uh you know, it is what it is. But the fact of the matter is, is it's still 10% more than we had. And if their tournament could grow bigger, um, Barabelle put it over that, over that uh, capacity. And she appreciates Barabelle um, joining in and they're very thankful. And those are her words. Uh, she's excited for it. And I know the sponsors are as well. Like, you know, I mean, I typically have stopped talking about sponsors in the beginning, but I am going to give a shout out here out to Gaius Carter because he, they sponsor the Arizona cup because that's where they are. And um, they also are very, very supportive, uh, including on that specific post about Barabelle and the growth of Barabelle. And they think, and they're appreciative of all of the Barabelle shooters that are there. So I, just, I am going to throw them that, throw them that uh, message. So, 
But anyways, Satan, I bet you were fishing. Were you fishing? You're not fishing yet, are you? I uh, I got back at like 6.30, but I went out for like an hour. Oh, you did? Anything good? Yeah. No? Uh, no, I didn't have enough time, but I just got a GoPro, so I wanted to play around with that a little bit. Oh, we're going to get some underwater shots from TikTok from JD3 Archery. <laughs> we'll get some kind of shots. Oh, no, right. <laughs> You got a GoPro? Are you gonna go like the head mount, like chest mount? Or you I gonna... got, I got a chest, and um, I'll probably get a head mount and see which I like better. Did you get like an official GoPro or like one of the the cheap ones? Yeah, I got a a ten. Mm. There's some pretty cool stuff you can do with those for sure. Yeah, and you can do the underwater stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Like if you can get get some shots. Yeah, Isn't that it... one's that one's supposed to be full submers submersible. So yeah. Oh, I think, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about the, the new GoPros, but I mean, they come with those cases that are, they protect them. So it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're good. You just put that thing down there, but that's good. That'll be fun. I get to see some, some video, some cool shots. I, you, you take, you take really good fishing stuff, much better than archery. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. You take really good like it's photos and videos with fishing. It's, it's, it's hard. Like if, if I'm by myself, it's really, really hard with a camera and try to take pictures with the camera, like shooting um, or fishing, fishing. Um, cause it's like, you try not to put anything in the background because a lot of people don't understand. You don't, you don't spot burn anything. Right. Um, right. right. Because you, even if it's a trash stream that you think's trash, it might be somebody else's sweet spot. And you know, you don't want to blow up some, uh, you know, yeah. you got to show a little bit of respect for, you know, who fishes it and and where at and so, so face it you're really saying is you don't want to burn out your spots you don't want other people coming to find your secret spots. i got plenty i got plenty of spots i don't care usually i just pull up to the parking lot and if i see a couple cars i'll just go to the next one <laughs> no I, no that's good to, i mean that's that's like a like an etiquette i guess like a fly fishing etiquette of, of sorts but no that makes sense that makes a lot of sense it's 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 going out to get crazy here next weekend. I guess the youth season was is was it last? It was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday so, this past Saturday. Yep. So this now the the stock the the regular season comes up this Saturday. This Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't. I, don't I can't. Know. I can't wait to go. I'll be. I'll be burning it up Saturday. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> we'll burn something up probably the candle at both ends but uh, <laughs> dude how about nfaa listen I, i'm I, I actually put it like when i shared this live feed without a doubt the best part of the weekend was those damn scooters <laughs> <laughs> you notice that there wasn't a whole lot of other archers running around on scooters yeah. we have a bunch of barebow archers literally driving like a mile across <laughs> Louisville <laughs> to some steakhouse down by the river like a like, i think the chicken place we went to is like it was like a mile and a half <laughs> oh, the chicken place was the far one that's right <laughs> oh my gosh funny and then like oh well i actually took the scooter down in the morning in the rain too that was fun but it really wasn't that bad we spent more money on scooters than we did on anything else well it was it was cool celebrating grayson's birthday too yeah well, that was that that was that was fun. But man, those scooters were absolutely hilarious. 
Well, we saw Grace and I saw a couple people flying by us like when we were waiting for everybody to come outside and we we're like hmm yeah you guys started the trend for the weekend that does look pretty fun <laughs> i think we were walking down it was after was it friday night i think yeah i think it was friday it might have been, fri- it might have been friday night yeah and and we're we're walking down third street whatever you have your backpack you have the longbow standing <laughs> up on the scooter grayson's got his big gelo black and yellow backpack on him like no way i think actually i took a video and sent it to you i think that video ended up somewhere <laughs> and uh i see you guys going by and it's i'm like oh man that does look fun and it looks super dangerous with equipment. well that's it i grayson had his backpack on i had my backpack on with the with my quiver hanging over oh, top of right. the arrow tube on the backpack and then the longbow trying to hold the longbow straight up and down so i didn't like hit anything <laughs> it was uh it took some talent to like not fall <laughs> i oh absolutely i bet I, I bet. But then like when, so that became, they started the trend without a doubt. And then the, the scooters became like an absolute, Oh, <laughs> uh, a Kobe is entering the room. A Kobe. <laughs> is it like Mamba? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait to continue this conversation until Grace. Live. Um, I think I think Grayson needs to shoot a 581 to be called Kobe. <laughs> Ooh, John's fired. I think you're right. I think that I think that was Kobe's high game, wasn't it? 81. I don't remember. 81, yeah. Yeah. He at least at least he called himself uh, Kobe and didn't call himself LeBron. <laughs> LeGoat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No video, buddy? Or is, is are you starting it up? Working on it. There, there he is. <laughs> What's up? How you doing, man? All right. How about y'all? We're good. We're good. We're we were talking about scooters. Oh, the scooter bomb. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> Best part of the trip. No, absolutely. Well, your birthday night was fun. That was a good time. But the scooters, yeah, that was fun. You know, longevity wise throughout the entire weekend. You could have the shittiest day shooting. Those scooters made the, the, the ride home absolutely worth it. Yeah. We we waited till we were all done shooting before we started hopping curbs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that night we got back to the to where we were staying and it was just scooters flying everywhere. <laughs> this everywhere. Literally everywhere. This dude comes in, he's jumping curbs and the just smashing the bottom of the scooter. <laughs> off the curb i'm like yeah I thought, go ahead i thought i broke it the one time <laughs> I, I smashed the back of it so- five times <laughs> it's like boom smash go around in a circle boom smash go around in a circle it just kept <laughs> oh my gosh and that place we stayed was perfect for them because it was like it that apartment complex with like the big oval and and all that stuff oh man it was just crazy yeah nobody was taking them in the morning so they were still there in the morning yeah we're like <laughs> all right game on here we go and then we get down to the one street and you're like supposed to go you're supposed to go with traffic and we get down and i think john and grayson are ahead of us and they're like, yep, we're going on the sidewalk. We come to a red light. John's like, whoop, on their sidewalk, over the walk path, <laughs> back out in the roadway. 
I'm like, this dude is going to get run over and has absolutely zero Fs to give. <laughs> We're just going. Oh, man. It was fun. It was definitely good times. Yeah, absolutely. So now that we got you both here, uh, Grace and John and I, we're, we're having a little bit of longbow discussion. So we got the longbow champ. Um, you know, you come out of retirement, short-term retirement uh, with COVID and all that nonsense. And do you feel like he shot better at NFAA compared to indoor nationals for USA Archery? At NFAA? Yeah. Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> it was pretty bad, uh, relatively. Um, I don't think people realize that. I know. I know you felt that way. Um, <laughs> why? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I I started off the the first day, the first end, first arrow. It almost slipped off slipped off my fingers and. I'm lucky it hit the target. It ended up being a three, almost a two, I think. Um, and I don't know. After that, I, I just kind of felt like I was playing like, I don't know, just Band-Aid to the whole round, trying to – because you can't make up any points in NFAA. You just kind of have to hold your ground. So I think it was a, a mental thing, and you know, I got a little tight and – you know, just started messing up a few shots here and there. Yeah. You, uh, but you turn it on at the end, like you hit a stride there at the last five ends or something like that for, for, yeah, I think the last, I can't remember, maybe the last, uh, five, six ends, maybe, maybe four or five ends. I only dropped a point or two. Um, I changed my crawl and I just started pulling through a, a little bit harder um i said you know to hell with the tension i'm just gonna pull through these shots and it, it seemed to work out yeah yeah because it was getting pretty close it um, was yeah tight race i mean um shout out to colby uh jared uh winker uh, i mean winker actually shout out well, to winker shot well through usa indoor finals as well that that yeah yeah he really yeah i think he would have advanced against anybody else pretty much in the first round there but um i just got kind of hot and that was that but yeah he was shooting really well yeah for sure um well congratulations anyways man i mean it's i know you minimal you shot no regular tournaments you went right to indoor nationals and you shot your local league for nfaa went to nfa won indoor nationals but i think the exciting thing maybe not for john but for me and for everybody else is that we get to see you hopefully with outdoor target you're going to shoot some this year so that's that's exciting and yeah glad you're going to get to shoot like a full season outdoor nationals is a good time so um well excited for that go ahead bud i'll be there for that one i also want to do uh buckeye and i'm hoping to do nfa field nationals yes. um might also do nfaa target nationals in yankton i don't know we'll have to see what's going on yeah i don't you know that's one date i did not put down um do you know what that is off the top of your head you don't have to look we can it's usually in like september oh, okay oh, I might yeah pretty late. 
Yeah, it depends on my school schedule. We have some like blackout days and mandatory stuff in September that we have to make. So that's what I think that's why I didn't go last year too. Um, hey, Fawn, Fawn joined in. She's in the chat. Hi, Fawn. Once again, congratulations to you as well there. Awesome. Miss Fawn Gerard, the, the, uh, the women's champ. She shot pretty well. She shot really well and then hit Jeff Ogilvie in the USA final, uh, indoor finals. And man, they, they came down, they came down to one arrow shoot off, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 And both hit, uh, I want to say they both hit tens or damn near close. Just Jeff's was a yeah, little think... bit closer. Yeah, it was a close one. Yeah. I think we're, we're standing there and, uh, when you guys were shooting, she was like, Oh, she was the advocate for, for Jeff. She's like, why couldn't he do that when I shot against him? <laughs> um, yes, Fawn. Fawn says she, he only got her by one. That's I, He I, should have I, shot that way against me, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> but we don't live in an if world, so. <laughs> no. And and like we always say, head-to-head matches are a little bit of a shit show. Anything can happen. You just never know. Somebody hits a hot streak. But, and, and, you yeah. know. Anybody hits a hot streak, and everybody's screwed. <laughs> yeah. However, Jeff Ogilvie shot very well in the indoor final as well. Like, he shot well, too. So, you know, shout out to him for that and everybody else. But anyways, so, yeah, NFAA, good time. 100% scooters. Listen, people, if you go to NFAA, Bruce Cole said it. It's going to be there for, like, another two years or whatever. Get yourself on that- scooters. <laughs> Download the Bird app and get on your scooters. Download the Bird app. <laughs> Don't pull an Eric. <laughs> oh, and Eric Yost, and I'm like, Nair. Oh, my, my my app doesn't work. All right. Yeah. You see are going down the line. <laughs> um, it's a good time, man. It was a, a fun time to hang out. Um, the, the shooting wasn't even the biggest part of it, just hanging out and, you know, seeing everybody, going out to eat, riding around on those damn scooters. It was a good time. Watching clips of Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. Eric loves Jimmy Kimmel. Everybody loves, loves him. Jimmy Kimmel. It's his Besties. <laughs> yes. Oh, Mike Nyer. Yes, we know Mike. It's 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 all it's all in good fun. Um yeah, no, the besties. Oh man, that thing that that's never gonna that's never gonna <laughs> go away. Um I guess. You know, on top of on top of that, just keep growing the number hey. coming to that tournament because you guys are going to have a good time, regardless of shooting for sure. Practice range is a little hectic, but it's still a good time. What were we going to say, Grayson? I was going to ask John, you shooting longbow next year? Probably not. I'll put that in retirement for a little while, I think. Until something else comes up. <laughs> World 3D, maybe. <laughs> I might give it a go longbow next year maybe well you're getting a kagan bow you said right yeah hopefully um oh yeah he's gonna stuff and let me know what he can do but yeah yeah i want to try i think um i think we can get it to at least five seven or 275 each day yeah probably 80 i think on a on a on a good day we can get it to 80s for sure yeah um 575 should be easy. I that should have been done this year, but you know, someone's not capable of that this year for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, one day in it, but the second day was trash. But eh, 
<laughs> you harden yourself. You didn't really put a lot of time and effort into the longbow. Well, was the last course were down across most classes, I thought. Yeah, well, at even, least a little. even in the pros, it carried over still. Um, indoor nationals for USA was down for the pros, and then so was NFA yeah. scores. There was only like 16 or so made the finals, which usually it's upper 20s uh, or somewhere at least 20s. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that with the whole COVID thing and, and people returning to regular competition. You guys, yeah. you guys mentioned that when we talked about indoor nationals too. So yeah, that's a good point. Still down, but Hey, we'll hopefully with transferring out to outdoor target, which is in Pennsylvania this year, and you all should come um, make sure you get signed up when it opens up. Um, hopefully that uh, we get a little bit return to normalcy and start to see those scores climb back up i'll tell you the team round will be fun grayson you're on free agency for team aren't you right now yeah, i guess so Uh oh you're gonna be getting all kinds of pms now frank can be your chick nah, oh yeah yeah we can, uh, <laughs> hey listen i can identify whatever i want maybe i will for the team round um there's actually, better chicks out I there kobe <laughs> be like yeah uh, uh hey grayson you want to be my teammate i'm gonna drop my coach <laughs> not that i can say you know it's not wrong but you know hey maggie problem is is that grayson said he won't have anybody that's his teammate that doesn't use stringler just so you know we have we have a we have a discussion about stringler going on right now it's very similar to the one that you and i had that we had three years ago um i'll have you know but just use it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what you said. Um, well, Fawn's already Fawn is already soliciting for her bid for the Grayson and Fawn co-ed team for Target Nationals. You've seen it here. Episode 53, Fawn's already put in a bid. So, you know, it's probably going to go to the highest bidder. Fawn, we got this. Oh, man. Uh-oh, we want to create awesome. I'm surprised Rick hasn't solicited that one already. <laughs> Usually he's out there pretty quick trying to poach the top female. <laughs> yeah, he had Claire last year. So. Are you coming this year? What's that? Let me know. Is Fawn coming this year? Um, I mean, she's she's already putting it out there. I mean, I haven't seen her at Outdoor Target Nationals yet. So I'm assuming that this is her saying, yes, she's going. Maybe usually it comes down to the scheduling. Yeah, yeah. Usually for her, it comes down to scheduling because it's usually like the first week or two of uh, start of school. So it's kind of rough. Yeah. That's what she just said. Depends on school. So, you, so ladies out there, we still have, there's still a slim chance that you better call her school and ask them to schedule something during that time. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, though, about Rick. Rick is usually all over <laughs> looking for – if he's not looking for roommates, apparently, he's looking for teammates for the co-ed round at uh, Nationals. So, um, anyways, moving on, 50 meters. Are you guys – Grayson, you have not shot 50 meters yet. John, have you? I have not. You just. I know you started tuning for it, though. I, uh, I, I probably only shot like 30 arrows at 50. Um, it's just been cold and windy. Um, the one couple days it was really nice, 
it was really windy, like 20, 30 mile an hour wind. So I didn't go. And then today the wind wasn't bad, but it, you know, it was in the twenties and I'm not going to practice 50 meters in a jacket. So. Yeah. Yeah. It gets old. I'm pretty lucky. I've been shooting a little bit indoors, but um, just because I can shoot 50 meters indoors at my place now, but uh, I'm probably about to say I'm about 30 arrows in just messing with tune a little bit, trying to, still shooting my old arrows i'm hoping to be using some new arrows here by the end of april so we'll see what happens um get get some setups there grayson you got your tune started um what you i guess you can't you can shoot 50 meters at your at your new house right so yeah yeah i can get you know, ever shoot at my house um i it was a little windy today so i stayed in um, and I just kind of set up a bow like I would for 50 meters, heavier, um, just set the center shot and the plunger tension where I would normally put it. And I, I used what normally would be a 50 meter crawl aimed low at 20 yards or 18 meters. And it was impact high and just looked at the tune. Um, now I, I have a new bow coming, uh, new riser, new limbs. So. That's what I plan to shoot at 50 meters, but this was just to get a few arrows in because I haven't shot my bow at all since Louisville. So this is just to kind of stay in the flow of thing, keep the muscles, you know, where they need to be. Yeah. Have, have, are you changing your anchor at all for 50 meters? No, I never do. So where is your, where is your anchor at? Is it, and you, we talked about it for indoors. Are you lower, lower eye tooth somewhere? uh the upper the upper tooth bottom upper with the index finger okay all right yeah. upper, upper with index finger all right yeah i with that lower poundage we talked about this a little bit um in in the in our group message um i'm going to stick with those lower limbs lower poundage limbs but in order to get point on i needed to drop down a little bit uh or stay stay with the eye tooth anchor but lower anchor instead of the upper eye tooth which i switched to like two weeks before NFA um, so that the string blur is like we talked about. So I can actively see that string blur easier, just that anchor. I had to change it in order to do it. And, and it seems, you know, it's a little bit, tiny bit forward, which brings that string further out so I can see it better. But at 50 meters, like, you know, you, you see those groups go from wide like this to a lot like more of an actual oval, you know, staying in the gold you don't get as many left rights when you use that string blur i just needed to modify my anchor to be able to do that doesn't really and moving it down i guess the only other thing is you know making sure that that jaw stays closed you're not moving around or doing anything crazy but it definitely works there's no question so for those of you out there if you're not using string blur figure it out and use it i know i had this discussion fawn was standing around at nfaa and i was like we're somebody somebody was mentioning it and i had mentioned i said to them are you using your string bar and i was like fawn you use yours she's like every damn arrow so you know you got to recognize people you got to do it and i i will be one to admit being bullheaded because you can shoot so well without it only gets you to so well you will never get past that i don't think i don't know i just don't think so john you use string blur with longbow uh i don't think i did 
<clears throat> I did when I, I had to run it further out though, further out to the right. So it's a little bit harder to line up, but you can still like I, recognize the let gap. Me, let me let me let me take that back. I used it when I shot USA indoor nats with the wooden arrows, but I had to shoot, like I said, I had to change my grip and stuff for the uh for the aluminum set. Just felt awkward. And I like I said, I wish I brought the woods instead, but with the aluminums, I had to change my grip and stuff. So I didn't really because it was it was out and Wait, I had to I had to lean my right. Yeah, and I had to lean my bow over a little bit too with that. So it kind of screwed up a bunch of stuff. Well, it, yeah, that really puts it in perspective though, like how much can change and then how even, a, you know, your consistency of shooting, how that can have a, a negative impact. Do you feel like not being able, well, I, maybe this is a dumb question. I'm, I'll answer it myself. Not being able to use string blur had a negative impact on your consistency at NFAA probably had a little bit yeah and my my nfa groups were like this and it sucked <laughs> yeah. like i had uh the second half of the second day i didn't have one arrow above or below the white but i had them three ring the three ring like this right. <laughs> it sucked. Right. yeah I, I mean and that's string blur can have that effect i mean maybe not that a dramatic, little but... yeah it wouldn't be that dramatic but yeah. i mean it, it probably didn't help much but there's a lot of other things that were going on that was contributing to that mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's all, it's, it's all relative and people, people need to know, you know, what it affects, what it doesn't that I think, oh, go ahead. Can, can, uh, I was going to say, can I like uh, chastise the longbow shooters for a little bit? Yeah. Have at it. <laughs> the ones that complain about not having a longbow class, a couple of years ago that NFA decided to get rid of it because nobody was showing up. Um, it was the same amount of people that showed up this year that showed up in the past. Like where are you guys at? Yo, um, you got to show up or they're going to get rid of it again. I mean, congrats to everybody that showed up, you know, there's two females and, and there was actually three, but there was a longbow shooter shooting in uh, like a, a silver senior class or something. Um, uh, you know, why wouldn't you support the longbow class if you're going to bring a longbow? Because, you know, they might just get rid of it again if they continue to see two or three people showing up and that's it. I think there was seven seven adult male and two adult female that, that showed up. Like, you got to show up and represent or they're going to get rid of it. And then, you know, all the keyboard warriors are going to complain about whine and complain just like they did last time. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. It's... You're not going to get the class. You're not going to get classes changed. You're not going to get any attention if you don't show up. And if you don't, um, we're see we've seen it in Barebow, and we're seeing it in Barebow. Except we're seeing. Well, it. that was going to be the next thing was, you know, give a props to all the Barebow shooters that showed up. Um, this is the first non-COVID like restriction year that we had. I mean, we had it last year, and there was a decent amount that showed up last year, and then this year it's kind of opened up a little bit more normal, yeah. and we had a killer turnout uh this year for for uh the barebow recurve class at the uh indoor nationals yeah well we had a killer turnout and and trust us when we say that nfaa is noticing let's that's i'll just leave it at that nfaa is noticing they are noticing barebow recurve so continue to show up continue to support um 
support Vegas. And when you do that stuff, those, those organizations, we talk to them, just, I mean, same with the USAT thing. We talk to these people, please know, like when you guys don't see the conversations, you don't know the legwork that goes into it, but John, myself, um, Grayson's been involved a little bit, very, you know, from a distance, but like we talk to these people, um, to help grow our sport, to grow the opportunities for Barebow. And I don't, I don't typically talk about it on the podcast. You guys have no idea how much time we've spent on this, on these types of deals for the longbow people. You got to do the same thing. It's not like you can do all the social media posting you want. That's not going to make the change. Um, and the other thing that's not going to make the change is that when somebody, you know, posts something and, you go and like kind of belittle that organization online you're you're biting off your nose to spite your face don't do that understand us belittling the organization that we are asking for uh cooperation with isn't going to get us anywhere it's 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 exactly the opposite of that so um all right enough of that topic but no, John, I'm glad you did bring up that stuff, especially about longbow and NFA and, and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, everyone. Um, and sometimes we are our own worst enemy. So let's try not, let's try to do better with that. Um, but anyways, uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we kind of talked about, there's not much more to talk about with 50 meter. I did not schedule any tournaments yet. I don't even know well, if I've seen any tournaments yet. Go ahead, John. What were you going to say? Yeah. Well, it's uh, uh Grayson, was dipping into tuning today. Um, maybe have him go over how he kind of does that. If he if he could go into a little little bit more in depth, like he oh, said yeah. it, he said it where he thought it would be, um, and went from there. How would like what arrow spine did you pick and point weight? Like what's your um, tactic on that and uh, fletching fletching wise size and spin and whatnot. Um, all right. So I got the uh, 36 pound limbs and threw them on one of my GTs, wound them in a little bit and, and it's noticeably heavier than my indoor setup. It's probably one of the heavier bows I've shot in a long time. It's got to be 38 pounds at least. Um, but I just, I put the center shot where the string is running along the right-hand side of the arrow. I always use the weak biter string. And this time I put it on five just to kind of see where it was. I, I knew I was shooting a little heavier. So just wanted to see where that would end up. Um, I did end up having to move the center shot in a little bit because uh, I was hitting left and I moved the center shot in and I had to bump the tension up a little bit. That seemed to give me the, the best groups at 20. Um, but I think my arrows are still showing a little weak. Um, I could cut them a little bit. I could back the weight down, but I don't know until I shoot at 50, if I can reach 50. So I'm not going to do that yet. Um, and like I said, this is just kind of a, a rough setup just to shoot some arrows. Uh, when I get back next week, get back home, um, my new stuff should be here and I'll set that up and actually tune that the right way. Um, but arrows for now, I'm using, uh, Carbon Express Nano Pro Extremes. They're 750 spine. I think they're 29 inches. Um, 
maybe a little bit longer. And I have 110 grain points in them. Um, I don't like to go below 90 or 100 grains for 50 meters. I've shot, I've shot as low as 60 grain points in the past uh, when I was practicing at 60 meters before they moved us to 50, uh, just to try to reach it. But I, I don't recommend it. Um, try to stay around 100 if you can. Just seems to be a little more forgiving, a little better in the wind. Um, as far as fletching, uh, these I had 70 millimeter excess wings on. I, I'll go back and forth between those or 60 millimeter highs. Um, I, I like a bigger fletching. I don't like to go with the 40s or the 50s. Uh, just seems to be a, a little more forgiving of my weird release. Um, corrects the arrow a little better. Um, I guess knock point, I set a little lower than I do with a fat arrow, just to kind of compensate for that, the width of the arrow. I think today I set it at half an inch and it, it seemed to work fine. Um, knock height was good looking at the bear shaft. Um, I'll, I'll pull else? that picture, the picture that you sent us, I'll pull that and put it in the podcast so people can see that. Can you explain though, like when you're talking weak why is it weak and when you're talking um what your focus was when shooting those what what you did to bring that that pattern together well how do you know it's weak where the bear shaft is hitting it's hitting to the right a little um but i would shoot that I, if if the groups are good at 50 meters that tune is good enough for me um i think bear shaft is good to start and I like the bear shaft to be close. Um, but once I get the bear shaft relatively close, I'll go to a group tuning method, whatever groups the best and is the most forgiving on a not great shot. I won't sacrifice groups to get a perfect bear shaft. So that's, that's a, I don't that's, know if that makes sense or not. No, that, that makes a lot of sense, but I don't know if people understand I, I wish you could kind of explain an example of how you would come to group to them because I don't know if people will understand. A lot of people won't. There's a few out there that will, but won't understand that concept of, well, I got a perfect bear shaft well, how, 18. Go ahead. Well, how, well, how about this? Like, like grace and group tunes. Cause it, like we can have like three different arrow spines that tune great just right. by arrow length and point weight. Um, like say you get a 500 yep. that group's good and a 550 and a, and a 600 you know one of those three is going to shoot better groups just the based on the arrow layout um maybe where the node is um or point weight um one of them is going to shoot better than the other two um it'll be pretty clear like like maybe grayson will shoot like maybe 660s in practice with the one it might be touching 680s with another one and it's it'll be clear it'd be within a round or two, you'll know for sure that they're just definitely better. And that's just based on um, perfect tune to perfect tune. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's pretty apparent when um, the groups aren't perfect, or how to say this, when the when there's one that is better than the other, because you'll shoot, you know, a couple ends and they'll feel like good shots, but they won't be as tight. And you're like, man, why did those go there? They felt like really good shots. And you shoot the next arrow setup, they feel the same, but they group a little better, score a little better. So it's it stands out. 
Well, that's good. I, I, I just don't like, I think most people buy, they, they go by what their setup is. They kind of take a guess or an approximate guess, get the arrows and then do their best they can to make those arrows work. I mean, it's, it's different when people are sending you arrows um, to be able to try different ones versus, you know, most parents, for example, they don't have the money to buy three different spines. Now there is the option of go to Lancaster Archery Supply, buy three singles. So like John, you said like 600s, let's say we go 600s, 550s and 500s or something like that. You get three of each or two of each or whatever. And you can play around by ordering singles and you don't, you don't necessarily have to get the high end shaft either. You know, like if you're a VAP shooter and you want to shoot the VAP V1s, you can go, you can get like, I think it's like a, a VAP sports V6. I, I would get, yeah, I would get like the V3. I don't think the V3 is that much more than the V6, but I think the better quality, three I think the quality of the three would be way better than the six because you'll get some better shafts out of the out of the v3s where those v6s right. are kind of a lot of leftovers i mean people all the time uh, when they ask me about aerospine um most like not super premium shafts you can buy in singles so i tell them to go buy you know like three of a wide range of spines like five six seven eight hundred depending on what their setup is and you just always have them so if you're testing something new you can set them up and shoot them and see what works best instead of buying a whole dozen in what might be the incorrect spine for you. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's like, if you get three or four different spines and three of each or three different spines and four of each, you got a bear shaft and you got three fletched ones. And yeah. that's a, do that's a dozen for life. That's going to serve its purpose for as long as you're shooting a bow, and, unless you make drastic weight changes. I mean, they'll, they'll last you and they'll, there'll be a good reference for the rest of your life. And, and that's a pretty cheap investment. Yeah. yeah. I tell people all the time, just buy it, buy three or four of them. And you never have to worry about this situation. Oh, which spine is going to work again because you have the arrows. You can just go test. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we got, for example, we got Easton's coming out with a super drive micro. Um, they're not even out yet, but they have this, they have advances. Is that how they say that? that that's a avance. 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 Uh, uh, I've got some, uh, I did not flesh them up. I just didn't have the time I'm trying to get ready to go to the, the wedding, um, my wedding this weekend. Oh yeah. So I didn't have time to do it. Uh, I do have them. Do I? Nothing. I was busted on you. Tell everybody about that. You're getting married this weekend, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Saturday. People don't know. Yep. Yeah, it's coming up fast. I'm going fishing. Cr crushing all those girls' dreams. Oh yeah. You you. Frank is devastated. I am. <laughs> no, actually. Oh my. I staying this weekend. It, it enlightened me no i'm not i'm not not at all <laughs> sorry man we completely railroaded your conversation you, you did not get them you did not shoot them or fletch them up yet the avancees um but no prime example no they um, they seem to be roughly the same size as the vaps maybe even a little the spine i have might be a little thicker than um the similar spine vaps they're they're very close but the VAPs and the Avance or Avance are noticeably thicker 
and the carbon express and pro extremes. Um, so I've got a dozen of those. I might just shoot those if if I can't get I might just work out well. Because the, the Carbon Express, the, the Interpro Extremes just work well. Yeah. For me. The the VAPs work well too, but the nanos are I don't know. They just seem to be a little better, a little more forgiving. Um, especially in wind that shooting practice with them. They just they just score. And there's nothing nothing that the uh the VAPs just can't hang really when I'm shooting good. Yeah. Are are those arrows still available right now? Nanopro? No, I didn't think they were. No, I don't know if they have them in the warehouse leftovers. If they have any leftovers or not. Yeah, they I weren't don't... the cheapest. They weren't the cheapest arrow. They were kind of like an X10 diameter, but just in carbon. I yeah. pay big money for a dozen. I'll tell you that. If anybody's got any, I will pay. <laughs> what's fine? You better put that out there. What What's fine? Seven fifty. Seven fifty nano pros, people. Highest bidder. <laughs> uh, if you want to make a few hundred bucks give me a call <laughs> it's like diamond in the rough with those arrows right now man it's 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 a thing man hopefully hopefully this the super drive micros uh have a have a good um response to shooting barebow and and they work out and uh, I guess we'll hopefully we'll find out here in April and get get to test drive some of those bad boys. But um, John, are you gonna you gonna give the micros a try? You know, I know you're a Nano Pro uh, fan as well. I think Nano Pro and there was another one that you played around with last year too. I don't remember what it was. Uh, pro comps. I think the Nanos are better, but I mean, I really want to get my hands on a set of X10s. To be honest with you. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to try some X10s? I do, especially like the spine that we're shooting. Like I'm shooting a 700 right now, and uh, yeah. the X10 and the 700 isn't really that heavy. You know what grains per inch? Offhand, I don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's. I think it's less than a grain an inch heavier. I don't think they're that heavy. Tens, um, but I wonder if they'd be a little too heavy for me. The way I kind of tilt my head down, I I lose some some. Distance. But as long as I'm shooting 38 pounds, I shouldn't have any problem. Cut them down to like 28 and a half, 29. Yeah, you're not going to be far out in front of the riser there. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I do with mine. I still have the 600 spine. Yeah, 600 spine from last year, um, which is what I've been playing around with. And I'll probably if I do go, drop stay with those lower limbs i'm probably gonna have to make some probably gonna have to make some changes we'll see if i can get it to work at my draw like that might be closer to 40 before i was over 40 so we'll see but eh, maybe get some x10s i'll see what lancaster has in um maybe maybe we'll see what happens with uh with talking to easton um do kind of wrap things up and go past 50 meters i had a bunch of people message me about some field uh difference between uphill downhill it's been i've gotten this question multiple times so do you mind if we switch gears real quick i just want to answer this one question because with field coming with nfaa coming to pennsylvania with i guess it's a world field you got shooters going to halifax for masters and 
uh, um, the like the juniors for the world games and all that stuff. Uphill, downhill. How do you guys adjust for uphill, downhill shots and field? Do you guys want to tackle that? John, you go ahead. You're the field shooter. Oh, uh, that's going to be like super dependent on the individual. Um, the way I do uphill and downhill is going to be different than probably different or maybe a little bit different than Grayson, a little bit different than you, Frank. Um, it's something that you personally got to get out and practice it and record notes and remember, you know, how you did that because uh, every individual is going to be different. Um, the way, the way I draw, the way maybe the mobility or immobileness of your body right. um, is going to definitely play huge factors on, on how much you got to cut or if you cut at all um, uphill, unless it gets to, towards the extreme levels, I just shoot it for what it is. Um, some people maybe with better mobility or whatnot, or just the way they shoot, um, they have to cut a little bit of yardage because theoretically you should cut, but I don't have to cut anything until I get up to like maybe a 20% angle and, and steeper. Um, but like anything in between 20 and 0% angle, I don't have to cut at all. Um, but downhill, I got to cut a decent amount. And it's just the way I draw, um, and the way I hold, but yeah, that's, so everybody's got to do that on their own downhill. And let's, I, I understand you're saying other, everybody basically needs to do it. They need to practice it. They need to try it, figure it out yep. what is happening in your shot cycle and what your tendency is at making those shots. But for you, let's just, let's just put it out there your experience is you you do have to cut downhill uphill you're good you're good until 20 percent. so where when you're cutting like how, do you gauge it by distance by angle is it by just feel and experience like do you adjust at your anchor do you adjust at your crawl do you what what are you changing you just gapping the difference you like well i think i'm usually hit here so i'm gonna aim here what do you do uh, for field um it's for me it's mostly just straight cuts and that gets me really really close so i don't have to get too uh in depth on you know how much i need to cut at what distance or whatnot so like uh, if i hold my bow out there and that target's hanging down by my grip or something um then i know i need to cut like two meters and i'll just cut it two meters i don't care if it's uh 20 meters away if it's six meters away if it's Got um it whatever 50 meters away i'm just going to cut two and then based up for field if i based on where my first arrow hits if if it was a really good scout and everything shot good and then and i shot a low four okay then you know what i i know i just got to add a yard um but if i'm in in that area where i don't know what i need to do like I, i'm not sure if i need to add two or three um i'll just gap it like say i hit uh a four low my next arrow i'm going to aim at the top of the gold and it should just drop right in there um but that's usually more on the extreme stuff like if i'm two or three ring right two or three ring high um then like say i'm two ring high then i know i'm you know i gotta i gotta come down to the three ring four ring five ring and, and then the bottom of the five ring because that's the way i aim so i gotta go down four rings so 
I'll bring my aiming point from bottom of the gold. Now I'll be at the bottom of the one um, because I, I, I'm lost. I don't know where to, uh, where to crawl if I need to cut two, three, four yards. So I'll just gap off of that first one. Got you. Okay. No, that's, that's good. I think that should, the answer to the, the questions that I got, um, got some. Do it, figure it out on your own. <laughs> Basically go figure it out. You know, do the damn cool. thing. And you got figure it out. Bring, it, bring her, you know, take a range finder, right? Take a range finder, range the target. It's going to show you if you get a decent range finder, it's going to, it's going to tell you the slope, right? So just write down the slope. Okay. Find, find something 10 degrees scope, you know, range it, find something at 10 degrees, figure out how far it is. And you know, don't do the, don't do the, um, do the line of sight. Don't do, you know, the actual, like, you know, because some of them have it calipered to what the actual shooting, you know, the range you should be shooting it for, for because they're fact factoring in cuts. But if you do the like the line of sight and just figure it out, like ten degrees, okay, right down ten degrees, okay, it's at thirty meters. Let me shoot my thirty meter cross, see where it hits, right, uh, and then go from there. Like if it hits, if it's dead square, right, right on it, okay, shoot three more or two more. And if you're always dead on at ten degrees uphill, okay, you know you don't need to cut. Um, but if you're hitting three ring high at 30 meters, when you're crawling 30 meters and the target's 30, then you know you need to cut and then you can figure it out right down in your notebook, 10 degrees. I need to cut X amount of X amount of yards off my crawler, you know, and then keep that in your notebook and then just study your notebook. Right. Well, that's good. We should do a, a, a field shooting seminar at York Archers with Eric. They have such a nice course. It'd be kind of cool to be able to do like a, a weekend shooting field. I guess they're they're doing some of that at this the single string camp, archery camp. Yeah. If if they only ever had anybody to do one at York before, that would be Did you do one before? I didn't know that. That's that's yeah. good. You should do it again. <laughs> uh, I, that was like that was like I forget how many years ago that was. It was probably three or four years Might ago. Might have been before your time, Frank. I think it was. Yeah. I don't I I, I do vaguely remember a thing going on there like right when i first got in but that was i was nah that wasn't i'm nowhere near uh, last year Dude, even even winker came up all the way from was it north carolina it came yeah, up all the way up from north carolina, carolina went to it yeah yeah four years ago so it was probably right before i started it was probably right before i started because i've only been in this game in barebow officially for four years so, but that, that would be a good idea to do another one and like make it field specific, not, you know, not this, cause you, and not that the single, the single string camp is going to be a good thing for a lot of people, but like, you can only, you can't dive into one thing in totality when you have so much other stuff going on. It's kind of one of the things I've always found with those types of events. Like you get a little bit of good stuff for a whole bunch of but a bunch of different items instead of like concentrating on that one thing and feel there's shooting with you this summer. You realize there's a lot more going on in field than meets the eye. And when you're judging distance, the uphill, the downhill, the peeps shooting longer, aiming off the shelf, if you have to at a longer target, all that stuff. And it, it definitely is a game that takes a lot more practice, like to learn and to know what your tendencies are. Like you said, learning to cut, what's the difference going to be for you versus me and versus grace and where are we going to hit different at the exact same distance and stuff like that so might be something to consider maybe we'll talk to eric about it we'll invite jimmy kimmel i mean yeah and uh we'll have an event 
talk about some field stuff over at York Archers. But all right, guys. All right, thanks for answering that, by the way. John, Grayson, is there anything you want to add there? I know you said you don't shoot a lot of field or whatever, but. Um, so I haven't shot, I've never shot at a beat of field target. Uh, I've shot a lot of NFAA field. And you kind of have to basically do what he said. You have to just go shoot the different distances at the different angles and see what works for you. And, you know, each setup might be a little different. If you're shooting a slower setup, it might be a, a little different. Um, but with the setup you're shooting, just remember, okay, this angle, this distance, I have to do this. It, it takes a little time to memorize, and there's no, you know, cookie cutter way to apply it to everyone. You just have to practice it. There's no easy answer for it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks for that. Hey, so, well, NFA field, that's your field hunter, right? That's a field hunter half. Hunter's the off distances, and then... You know, the field is the even, the 40, 45, 50, 55, whatever. Um, all right. Thanks for that, Grayson. Appreciate you. Your club has uh, – give a shout-out to your club because I know you mentioned them online and they shared. What's your club's name? Two Rivers Archery in Two Front Rivers. Royal, Virginia. In Front Royal, yeah, that's Yeah, right. they have a – It's a good club. Yeah, they have a nice indoor building. Shoot almost 40 yards in there. Um, and then they have – a full field hunter, um, 28 targets. They set up 3d stuff and yeah, it's a nice club. Nice to be able to go to. It's probably 15, 20 minutes from my new house. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I, I uh, do they host actual field shoots? Yeah. NFAA field stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check out that schedule and make it ride down. Cause there's not a lot of PA clubs hosting field shoots that's for sure not many yeah i think they probably hold maybe four five six a summer pretty much one a month from april may june july august yeah so probably five outstanding we might have to come down and try to make one or two of those for sure not a lot of options up here yeah we'll do absolutely they don't have, um a little bit of up and down uh, but not a not anything extreme, so it, it's kind of difficult to practice that. But um, but I've got a like a forty eight by forty eight foam target here that we could put out um, in my yard, and we can get pretty extreme on the angles here if you wanted to practice it. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. Um, well, this is this year's in Mechanicsburg. I've yeah. never shot there. John, you've shot there. Does that have a lot of up and down? Ooh, it's extreme. For real? Easy. Oh, okay. All right. Now you're gone. Now you're gone, though. It's, it's, a, it's, it's probably a little harder than Yankton. But it is not much. Okay. Yeah, but not much. Like, Yankton's kind of weird. They did add a bunch of platforms, but I don't think platforms are really that hard to shoot off of. Um, the thing with uh, Mechanicsburg that will be different than uh, Yankton is there'll be slopes. So you got to shoot off of slopes, side slopes. Yeah. Where, you know, you have what makes it tricky sometimes is you, you got your target butt like they're perfectly straight. But so like Mechanicsburg, they'll be t tipped a little bit. So you just got to be a little bit leery of that, of bleeding points left and right because of a little bit of slope. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, that's hard to uh, duplicate for training purposes unless you actually do it. You can make it happen, but that's good. I know that's that's where like York's course is definitely a little bit of everything. I always like their course. I have yeah, we shot we shot that one a couple times at at York uh, once for the seminar, and then uh, they had states or something there, and uh, they had some pretty cool looking targets, uh, target layouts. Yeah, a lot of a lot of easy shots like most field courses, uh, but they had some pretty cool, you know, two three four per half that were pretty cool. Yeah, that's definitely a good uh, that's a that's a good representation of what field is. So if you guys are in Pennsylvania, uh, west or east, you can you can get to York. It's kind of right centrally located. Get over there. It's Eric Yost Club. It's a great club. It's an old club. It's been around a long time. Um, try to get hopefully if they get some schedules, we'll try to post them up. You guys can come practice on those. But all right, let me see. I don't, we don't have any questions. We do have some funny comments, but nothing crazy. Uh, it looks like Brett said that this past weekend was, was your moment to shine. Grayson, I don't know what that means, but it sounds fun. Um, Robbie Weiss, what, this, what's that? The wedding or this coming weekend or? Um, I guess he means this coming weekend is what, is what he means. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of hoping he'd come I don't know. last weekend in New York, but it's all good. I might not want to know. Uh, um, Robbie said we should come to Iowa and do a field seminar. Robbie, is there any other barebow shooters in Iowa besides you? No, I'm just playing. Is there anybody in Iowa? Is there anybody in Iowa? Are you even in Iowa? Um, Charlie Cosgrove says every Wednesday uh, in April, they are doing a field shoot meetup at Ving. I don't even I don't even know how to say that. Something Bowman. I shot there with him uh, one time when I shot the the indoor record. Nice place. It's kind of far for me, but yeah, nice place. Okay. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a real good. Yeah, dude. Charlie. Is that um FIDA or is that NFAA Charlie? Um. I don't know if you heard that, Charlie. Just shoot a comment in the into uh into the chat then. I'm, he said field, so I'm I'm assuming NFA because I don't know a lot of people that do uh, a world archery field course around that actually post it. I don't know. Besides up at your place, John. Well, that's lone. Is that Lonesome Roads field course that we shot on? Yeah, that's they they have uh, usually regionals up there yeah. for NFA for all the PSAA, which is an NFAA field. Yeah. Um, all right, Charlie said it's a FIDA. Cool. Cool. All right, perfect. We'll have to try to get down there and see that as well. Uh, are you doing USA field trials in May? Are any of you doing USA field trials in May? I will not be doing USA field trials. Grayson, or John is not doing USA field trials. Grayson, are you doing USA field trials? No, with the wedding, I just want to have time. Yeah, so it'll be What's interesting. That? It'll be interesting who makes the team. I'm, ass- yeah. I'm, assume- I'm it, assuming it's going to be Rick and then fill out with the other two. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm sure Rick's going. I think Robbie's going. Robbie's Robbie's got a good shot. I don't know if Winker's Is going. Matt going? I, I think Yak is going. I think Yak is going. He's got a good shot. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to get them on there. Be a good experience. I'm going to try it one year, just not this year. 
too busy, not enough time to practice. We get it. And and then kids will come along. You don't have any time at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, there should right. be another one. There should be another one coming pretty quick. I don't know which one they're gonna move into the next year, but I don't. I don't know what the normal normal schedule would be. Field would be next year. So who knows? Yep. All right. I think we're gonna we're gonna shut her down, people. Um, we had enough rambling going on. We talked about a, a bunch of stuff. Jeff, you're just gonna have to let John answer that on the comments. He's he's not going. You're not gonna talk him into going. He's not going. Jeff Ogilvy. Who's oh Jeff? No, Jeff can go. Jeff's got a good chance. You would have a very good chance. Yeah, the way he's why been shooting going, indoors. He's, huh? He wants to know why you're not going. He's I got fishing to, to do. <laughs> I gotta give so you know you gotta give other people shots, man. Jeff, Jeff uh, he doesn't have that many more trips around the planet, so he's gotta he gotta take his shot right now. <laughs> oh, jeez, man, talk about a shot below the belt. Right? <laughs> oh gosh, hey, no, Jeff, Jeff's a good dude. He he's got yeah. a really good chance. Um, uh, whether I go or not, he's got a good chance. He's, you know, he's he's a guy, he's a guy that can catch fire and just steamroll a bunch of targets together and put up a a good solid score. Absolutely, we've seen it time and time again. So he also said that you suck. But anyways, <laughs> all right, we're gonna call. Now, I might be, I might still be a little sore about him kicking my butt. <laughs> He kind of did whoop up on you. There's no question. <laughs> it's all good. You you literally faced, well, I mean, besides Grayson, the, one of the toughest opponents right off the bat. So that's what happened. Yeah, he, he shot there. below his he shot below his pay grade for the indoor nationals. <laughs> he should have been up there in like fourth or fifth slot, <laughs> not seventh. No. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jeff could put up a 1080 at least. He's a shooter. Yeah. He's uh he's he's one of our favorite characters. Just be careful how many pictures you get stuck in with Rick. Uh you don't want us to, you don't want us to caption those pictures, by the way. Just saying. All right, we'll call him this a night. Guys, thanks for logging in. Uh John, congrats once again on the longbow. Um, and Grayson, congrats on NFA champion as well. Enjoy your your cereal bowls. Um, Frank, congrats on being get, our friend. Yep, I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for stinking up freaking the entire apartment at Indoor Nationals. You no, know, yeah. none of a. Anyways, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>